0: Alhamdulillah, na ahmadahu wa nasta'ayinahu wa nasta'gfiruh wa Wana'ud billah wa natawakkalu alayhi wa na'udhu billahi min jururi anfusina wa min a'malina man yahdiyaullahu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu falamudillalah wa man yudlilhu la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh arsalahu basheerun wa baina yadayi sa'a ما اتبع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى ومن يعصيهما فانه قد غوى وانه لا يضر الا نفسه ولا يضر الله شيئا ان خير الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدى هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وان خير الامور عوازمها وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار فما بعد قال الله سبحانه في كتابه الكريم بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال سبحانه وتعالى في مكان ثاني يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله Kulu قولا سديدا يُسْلَحْ لَكُمْ عَمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُؤْتِيَ اللَّهُ رَسُولَهُ Faza فَازَ فَوْزًا عَذِيمًا صَدَقَ اللَّهُ الْعَذِيمًا Inshallah uh, in today's talk I will talk about a very basic concept of Islam which is the dawah to Islam. What is the dawah to Islam and how it was started by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam alone. He is the one who was given The revelation by Allah through Jibreel and from there on the dawah continued on. As we are aware of the Rasulullah prior to being appointed as the Prophet, he started being in seclusion in the cave of Hira and he was there according to the the Mu'arrikhien and uh, The people of the Sira, book of the, the one who wrote the Seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. We see that he did that for about six months or so, and after that, Jibril came to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he, by surprise, took Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and he asked Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam to say Iqra. He say Iqra, read, recite, and uh, Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he say Ana I am not the one who recites. And Jibreel, he squeezed him, and he said again, Iqra, recite. And this happened three times, every time Rasulullah Rasulullah would reply back to him, I'm not the one who recites, I'm not the one who knows how to recite. And then he said, after third time, These are the five verses he recited and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he recited back to Jibril at that time. And you can imagine that if something like this happened to any human being, an angel appears, and starts asking him to do something while he is not aware of these things that what kind of state of mind a person can go into and Rasulullah sallallahu let's not forget that he was a Bashar and yes he was the best creation of Allah jal. but at the same time he was this is the first, uh, first time that he has come across something like this he was afraid and he went back to his wife Khadija anha at that time and as the hadith talks about he started saying zammiluni miluni, they cover me up cover me up and he was covered and when he calmed down he explained to you what happened to him in the cave of Hira and Khadija radiyallahu anha he the one who was the first believer in Muhammad sallallahu as the messenger of Muslim she's the one not only the one who accepted him, that whatever he's going through is from Allah Azza wa Jal. But he is the one who comforted Rasulullah wasallam at that difficult time that Rasulullah was going through. And her words were that she said to her, Rasulullah وسلم, Allah will never disgrace you. You unite your twin relations. You bear the burden of the weak. You help the poor and the needy. You entertain the guests and endure hardships in the path of the truthfulness. And these were the characteristics of Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam. prior to he was appointed as the Messenger of Allah subhanahu ta'ala. And now Khadija did not only stop here rather she moved on and she took Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam to her cousin Waraq bin Nawfal he's the one who already left idol worshipping and he became an Nusrani at that time. He was a Katib or the, the one who would write the Injil at that time. When Khadija took Rasulullah to Waraqa bin Nawfal, Waraqa bin Nawfal, he asked Rasulullah who was already a blind man by then and a very old man. And uh, Khadija said, Oh my cousin, listen to your nephew, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Waraqah bin Nawfal said, Oh my nephew, what did you see? And Rasulullah explained what happened to him in Ghar Hira, or the cave of the Hira, where Rasulullah received his first revelation. And his response was, This is Namus. Namus, the angel who is entrusted with divine secrets, referring to Jibreel, what he learned from in that he had. Whatever changes been made to the Bible at that time, he was carrying that, and he replied back to him that, that uh, this is the same Namus that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent to Musa. Salam. And his response was, I wish I were younger. are is saying. I wish I was younger. I could live up the time when your people would turn against you. Rasulullah he was surprised. He asked, will they drive? And not only they will turn against you, they will drive you out. And he said, they will drive me out? Rasulullah was surprised. He is the one who was referred as a Sadiq amin over there in the Mecca, A person who was entrusted by the Kuffar prior to the Prophethood for being the truthful one, the one who they can trust on anything. And by the way, they continue to trust Rasulullah Prophet after prophethood also. They continue to know that he was a, truth, a truthful one. That's a different story. Many of them denied Rasulullah's prophethood because of their arrogance. But they realize he is the messenger of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Now, here when he said that because Rasulullah is just this is the beginning of the da'wah that he's in and he's already informing him and then the response of Waraqah was anyone who came with something similar to what you have brought was treated with hostility and if i should be alive till that day then i will support you strongly subhanallah today we think when we do the da'wah and being the one who is doing the job of the messengers not that there will be any messenger after Muhammad sallallahu we understand that. There is no wahi after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa But the work of carrying the da'wah continues on. And that lies on the shoulder of the ummah of Muhammad sallallahu you and me alike. So now, when we do the da'wah, let's remember what happened to the best of the best. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And whatever Waraqa was mentioning, that happened to be true later on. It did happen. We know what Rasulullah went through. And that was very beginning of the da'wah by the way. And I will give you some of the examples so we understand. The da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi was from the beginning, was to make Allah azza as the Rabb. The Rabb, iqra' bismi Recite in the name of your Rabb. What is a Rabb? Rabb is the one who gives us the rules and regulations. We worship Him by obeying Allah Azza wa in every sense. Whether it is our spirituality, our ritualistic kind of Ibadat, whether it is our Muammilat, meaning the dealings that we do with the people. And those dealings are not limited to that we are truthful and honest. They They are about everything that we do. So when we hear the news about what happened in Janine recently, or what happened in Sweden recently and the rulers who are responding back the one who was talking about that burning of the Quran is something wrong it should not be done at the same time when it comes about the NATO the very same rulers that we see that they go and they go in a- accordance to that yes go ahead accept Sweden in the NATO so when Islam came Islam did not come for only ritualistic kind of ibadat it came for all dealings of Islam all the reasons of, of our actions as human beings, it governs our muamilat, our daily transactions, whether they are on an individual basis or on a societal basis, on a state level or on a global level. That's what Islam came for. That's what Allah Jalla says about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, huwa aladhi arsala rasulahu bilhuda wa deena alhaqq liyudhihrahu ala deena kullih walau karihal mushrikun. That he sent Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the deen of truth, with the guidance. So this deen of Allah azza wa jal, the creator of the heavens and the earth prevail over all other ways of life. And until we return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this way, by worshiping Allah azza wa jal in full sense, we will continue to see all these things that we are talking about, whether it is the issue of janin, in Palestine, whether the issue of Kashmir, whether it's the issue of burning the Quran, whether it's the issue of this, whether it's the issue of LGBTQ, whether it's the issue of secularism, whether it's the issue of feminism, all those things gonna continue on. We have to wake up and we have to see what Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi how he carried the da'wah. And we see from the beginning, it was clear, it was made clear to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi and then we see. I'll give you an example, as our beloved Imam once mentioned to me. The brother sometimes gives some stories, it love, people likes it. <laughs> and I will follow his, uh, his advice insha'Allah. One of the Sahabi of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Afif Al-Kandi, he was not a Muslim, and like a regular trade purpose that he used to enter into Mecca. He came to Mecca, and that's the beginning of the da'wah of Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I'd like to give you a perspective so we remember that. And this story is mentioned by many of the scholars, and Ataburi he mentions it from the context of who came into Islam first, and second, and third. This way he's mentioning. So when Al Afif, Afif al Khatendi, he came, and he saw a man, and he was al Abbas, the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu and he was not a Muslim either at that time. So he saw a man came to the Kaaba, next to the Kaaba. And he started doing wa sujood, there's a woman came, who stayed behind him, and there's a child walked towards him, standing next to the man, and doing wa sujood. He said, what's this matter, what's going on? For him that was something new. Abbas said, the guy, the man that you are seeing, this is my nephew. This is my nephew. And he says, he is the Messenger of Allah. I want to make sure that you understand one point here. Yes, this is a private stage of the da'wah of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Even at that time, private did not mean that people did not know he was a messenger of Allah. Private did not mean they did not know what he was calling for. Private means he is still like now going on an individual basis to the people and he's not challenging the society yet. The brothers who are in this masjid, I know they are going through the seer of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam I would like you guys to pay attention to these events. What does that mean? So he said he's the messenger of Allah. He, he said he's the messenger of Allah and one day the treasures of the Kisra wa Kaiser will be under his control. He will be ruling over them. And when we talk about Qaisr wa Kisra, we're talking about what? We're talking about the Romans, the king of the Rome and the king of the Persia, two superpowers. And Muhammad sallallahu is saying here, that Abbas is reporting, that he said that the, he's a messenger of Allah and one day he will be ruling over them. So from the beginning of the da'wah, that was clear. Why am I saying it's the beginning of da'wah? Because now the next statement of Abbas was, the woman behind him is his wife, she is the believer, she believes in him. And that child is Ali radiyallahu my another nephew, and he also is the believer of this deen. And these are the only people on the face of the earth who are following this deen. And Afi radiyallahu anhu, who became Muslim way later in the da'wah. He used to think of it, he wished he would have become that Muslim at that time, he would have been the fourth person. Or from the one who believed in Rasulullah would be the third person, and as a man to be the second person. So what is the point here? The point here is, from the beginning of the da'wah of Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that was clear why Rasulullah was sent to the world. This was not just to gather the people for Salatul Jum'ah or five-day prayers. Rather, Muhammad sallallahu was sent for, yes, we are supposed to be praying. Yes, we are supposed to be fasting. Yes, we just perform hajj and we're supposed to be performing hajj whoever can. Yes, we are supposed to do the charity and so on and so forth. But at the same time, let's not forget about why Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what mission he was sent with. So this deen, The one that tells the mankind how to live your life. Which is from the creator of the heavens and the earth. The one who knows what is good for us and what is bad for us. In an absolute term. Not in a manner that today we consider something is right. And tomorrow the very same right thing becomes wrong. As a human being. And then Allah Azza wa Jal. And because of lack of time I'm not going to go into too much detail. In the beginning surahs of the Quran. Like... The mufassirin talk about it. The second surah that was revealed to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Surah Al-Qalam. In this surah, the ending of the surah is very clear about the message of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That this message is for this dhikr, is for the alimeen. In huwa illa dhikr al And same thing Allah Subhanahu Wa mentions in Surah uh, uh, to the Taqweer as well. And these are the very beginning surahs of the to Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi And the, ma- the point here is to understand that Rasulullah was given this message that this message that was given to you is not only for the Meccans, it's not only for the Arab, it's not only for the Arabian Peninsula or the one who speaks Arabic, and so on and so forth. Rather this is for the Alameen. That we have not sent you except the Rahmah for the mankind, for the Alameen, Jinn kind and mankind. So, when it comes to the understanding that Muhammad's da'wah was, so we, if we don't have this correct understanding, we will not be carrying the da'wah properly. It is very important for us to understand what this da'wah was for. This da'wah was to establish the deen of Allah Azza wa Jal. And in today's terminology, after Muhammad has passed away, it means bring the Islam back in the form of an estate, which is called the Khilafah. So we can establish the Deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is an obligation on us. It is an obligation. Why? Because this is what the core was, there to bring Islam in the lives of the people. And they cannot be done on the, just to thinking of, we are bringing people individually to Islam. It has to be done on the state level. Now, inshallah, I'll just conclude with one quick example because this example just happened when I was driving in. And the reason I've been stressing this idea of the goal has to be clear. And if we don't know, we will not be able to achieve it. Hence, it should be clear when we do the da'wah. What's the purpose of da'wah? So when I was driving back, there was a car right in front of me. And I could tell, whoever was driving, could not tell where the masjid was, trying to turn a street before. And subhanAllah, the way the masjid is, it's kind of a hidden. I still sometimes really have to pay attention where to turn, even though my GPS is on. And yes, alhamdulillah, I make it, I make it. But the point here is, if you're not clear about the goal, you don't know what is there you will pass by and you will not even know. And there will be many people, even including Muslims, who are not aware of this masjid, they will pass by on this street, St. Francis, and they would not know there's a masjid here. Same thing, when we talk about the Quran and Sunnah, when we talk about this goal that is mentioned in the Quran, if that is not clear to us, we are not looking for that, then we will not be able to achieve it. So, we better be clear about our da'wah to Islam, what we are calling the people for. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at IslamPodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe.